1: You always follow, the,
3: follow money. the money. That's
1: what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money.
3: Yeah, This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Pauly Howard on VSIN.
4: Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSYN. The Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Pauly Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. A three-hour extravaganza coming up Today. A lot of great guests on the program. Plenty of NBA and NHL playoffs, and a lot on the NFL draft. We'll find out exactly what took place in the hour leading up with all that steam at DraftKings. As Johnny Avello is going to join us coming up in 30 minutes today, because you know I'm making notes, Paulie, for uh, next year's draft, 2024, and what we can take away from this year, from you know some uh, some betting um, tips, right? This year, let me see if I have this right. We could not trust the weekend before the draft steam, unlike last year, but you pretty much have to trust the hour before the draft steam. Do I have that right?
3: Yeah, which does us no good in Nevada. You can't get out of it. Yeah. That's that's
4: the really bad
3: part of the draft here is that you're stuck. You knew the top four picks. Couple hours before the draft. Well, uh, I, I based guess they, on what was happening, but uh, they got most
4: yeah. of them right, not all of them, yeah. because they again, Jalen Carter turned into a true, true massive favorite to yeah. go fifth overall, and uh, Devin Witherspoon was favored to go sixth overall, and that kind of flipped.
3: Yeah. Well, you also had late uh, injury news too about you know who knew about the toe with Levis, and also the Wilson stuff as well that Zerline and others had Wilson maybe going two or certain Wilson going higher than what he did, and uh, and everything. Everything about Levis was wrong. I mean, forget about the the, the Reddit rumor what transpired uh, a couple of days ago. What I would like to know what these people were told with all the steam over the weekend. Right, where right. the guy went from four and a half to under six dollars, and he went from plus four fifty here to minus one sixty to be the second pick. He does not even going the first round. And by the so way, what, he,
4: were, what were you told? What were you hearing on this guy? They p- t- t- two. Top five, he doesn't even go. This was the only spot where I found a Will Levis versus C.J. Stroud matchup prop. That's it. And they offered it, and I bet Levis, and I, I he actually opened up plus money. I grabbed him at minus 108 versus Stroud when I'm just listening to all the rumblings out there. He turned into a, what, $2 favorite minimum, and that came back a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then that, I mean, the the stuff on Levis was uh, 100% inaccurate, And the stuff on Stroud, the same exact thing. All of that leading into last night. Now, I do have my questions today about C.J. Stroud because, again, a a guy who has been all over the Texans um, front for the last couple of years, Lance Zerline, well-connected, he was warning people about a bunch of things here. and He's the guy who had Wilson or Anderson going second overall. He did tell people, and we brought this up on the air, that if it's going to be C.J. Stroud, in his opinion, that means that ownership is going to dictate what happens here and potentially like in the 25th hour. So that's kind of Mm -hmm. my takeaway until we find out what else might happen. He also pointed out yesterday, well before the draft that if Stroud goes number two, that means there will be a trade coming from the Texans up to number three. And where it got me really good in the old wallet is by that team going Stroud two and then Anderson three. If they flipped it, then it's a good night. Yep. but they didn't, so it was not a good night.
3: Mm-hmm. And then Richardson going four, which is uh, he got as high as uh, seven and a half, in other spots. And, and, so that's I yeah. think that's a major mistake. I think that's he's going to get people fired. I can't believe you take a project at number four and expect them to play right away. I wish him well, but I don't think it's going to going to be a success in Indy. But certainly a lot of surprises. And you're right, same thing with uh, with Stroud. Why well, couldn't have been flipped? But I also agree that ownership got involved there uh, with the pick. And and all this stuff, but 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 I know Mike Flory had a good tweet too about what you, you're leaking stuff left and right on the guy for for a month straight. Yeah, and he's he's supposed to plummet and maybe go uh, as the fourth quarterback or third quarterback in the draft. Certainly third, because Levis was ahead of him. And then uh, whoop-de-doo, he goes second. No big deal. I mean, that that's just that was that was wild how that how that turned out with, with what happened with uh, the yeah. quarterbacks. I'm, and then that is the second year in a row. That all the rumors and all the stuff you hear for two months straight on the quarterbacks was way,
4: way off. Yep, Forget yep. about four, over four and a half. We couldn't even get four to go. Again, that happened. And, I mean, the, the prop yesterday flipped on Hendon Hooker. Because that he happened went, too. Yes, he went right. from 31 and a half to 30 and a half and then back up to 31 and a half. And again, this year, folks, only 31 picks in the draft because of the Dolphins forfeiting a first rounder. So if he goes over 31.5, that means he's not in the first round. And that turned into minus 145 on the over for Hooker. Mm-hmm. And now there's a prop up tonight. Who's going to go first, Hooker or Levis? Good prop. Uh, you tell me, Paul, why would Levis go ahead of Hooker? Should you take $2? Well,
3: I could see. I mean, well, I don't know what Tennessee wants to do, but they are the favorites at DraftKings, co-favorites along with the Rams. Tennessee's plus 350, and they have the 10th pick today. Mm-hmm. And then you go down the list, and you got the, the Raiders 8-1 to and Detroit, Tampa, and Washington 14-1. to I That's thought crazy. maybe we could see a quarterback there in the 18 to 18, 19 range, uh, maybe. But that that didn't, maybe Seattle, when that went Seattle, Tampa. Uh, I thought maybe it could happen there. But this, well, yeah, you feel bad for the kid. It's just they, they showed him on TV, I think what the count was 37
4: times. I mean, the girlfriend's even like, get me the hell out of here. Yeah. I can't. So now does he have to go back to the draft today? I hope not. No, I mean, you just punt on no, that, right? You hang no. out in the city and go uh, get some barbecue and wear a mask on your face and so nobody knows who you are? <laughs> Is that what you do? Well, I, I feel bad for any kid who's going to slip like that. I mean, well, he wasn't the stinks. only one, though. Yeah,
3: That's the other thing. They invited all those guys they invited. There were still four of them that didn't go that, that were invited there. So you had Branch, you had him, and there were two other guys uh, that didn't mm-hmm. go in the first round that were expected to go. So this is what Port, happened. Porter, Porter was the other one, too, yeah.
4: Yeah. A- again, this was like during, during the day. This is at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time. Bryce Young was minus five thousand. In the next two hours, he moved to minus twenty thousand. Again, folks, two and a half hours bef- before the draft, Will Anderson was sitting at minus three dollars to go number two overall. Yes, minus three dollars. Yep. And Stroud was in that plus one sixty range. I know on Wednesday because I wrote all the stuff down and I have screen grabs of it. Stroud was in the plus three fifty or four to one range to so go number two overall. Then it just it it to- the steam came before you could blink. I mean, it was. Anderson minus three dollars turned into even money, and then Stroud went to minus one thirty to minus. I had DraftKings up; it just I, you couldn't keep up fast enough. It kept refreshing: minus three dollars, minus six dollars, minus a uh, thousand, and he got as high as minus twenty five hundred. Four thousand at MGM. That high, huh? Yeah. And then at that yep. point, Anderson. And then you just you you knew. Okay, now now it, people are aware of what's going on here, and mm-hmm. I don't even know how like how many. We'll we'll talk to Johnny Avellone coming up in about twenty minutes. Like, how many bets does that take? Not much. They're probably like, okay, cat's out of the bag here. We know what's going to happen. Third, Stroud went from minus 160 to Will Anderson minus $2. And here, a couple that they got wrong, Will Anderson, I checked that. Will Levis went from minus 150 to minus 175 to minus $4. And beyond that, they whiffed on that one. Jalen Carter again to go fifth overall, minus $4 or higher. And I'm glad, based on Rob Stanton, Seahawks draft blog who came on this show and other shows on this network over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. I read I read his post the whole time and I, I listened to him and I trusted him and he nailed that one man he said the Seahawks based on their history and previous quotes and how they operate they're not taking Carter if they do I will absolutely own it but it's not a very Seattle Seahawks type move so I ended up betting it only it saved me a little bit it's still a loser for uh-huh. me. I ended up betting Jalen Carter over six and a half plus three sixty five this week here at Circa,
3: so that one came in. Yep, there was a lot of uh, a lot of professionals that got their teeth kicked in, and a lot of people that followed the steam no good. I mean, I know we uh, we love Brad Powers. Brad tweeted that he lost four bets where he laid higher than four dollars, and he wasn't the only one. Wow, uh, yeah. and that was uh, the Richardson and also the, uh, the Wright. Wright, went to, Wright was as high as 750 here, over 10 and a half. That was nuts, Paul. Yes,
4: and he goes 10 to the Bears, and they don't go with the Northwestern kid. When we talked to Mike Palm on Wednesday, and he'll join us on this show coming up in a couple of hours, by the way, Mike Palm, VP Circus Sports here, He just it was a foregone conclusion when he said, yeah, we're losing that prop back because they opened up 10 and a yeah. half, and he got as high as minus 750. Other books had 15 and a half or higher on the guy, yeah. and he goes 10. Yep. So it, it always it always works out for the Eagles,
3: it seems. Oh, my right? God, what a draft. How they were, And then I don't know what the Lions are trying to do. I, I don't understand the Gibbs at 12, and they, 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 that might be it for Swift. I don't understand it. Uh, but I like what, what some people tweeted. Why don't you just take Robinson at 6, then? What are you doing? Well, he wasn't going to
4: be there at 18. Oh, like, well, you don't take him at 12, then. Trust I me. I mean, come on. Trust um, me. Uh, a buddy and I had... Robinson going to the Lions anywhere at 25 to 1. Oh, we were losing our minds last yeah. night after what they did. Doesn't
3: make sense. So, so what you said earlier, Witherspoon to go 5 was 33 to 1 and Witherspoon to go top 5 was 5 to 1. Carter to go 9 was 6 to 1. And then what you said with the over as well. So what are that, the
4: Bears doing? I don't know. What What? You, that that's the guy that you supposedly wanted all along when you were picking number 1? And you got a fourth-round pick out of moving down one spot with the Eagles? What is that? Oh, my! I could not believe. I'm like, well, they're going to get some nice picks here from the Eagles. No way the Eagles are going to get away with, oh, hold on. They gave up a fourth-round pick, and they're going to get Jalen Carter? Are you kidding me? The Texans also got fleeced in that trade. Oh, 100% they What are you did. doing? Yeah, they gave up way too much oh, to move yeah. back up. Yes, they did. The, 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 the Eagles to come out smelling like roses with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith's prop was 11.5, folks. Yep, how about that? Can you believe it? And, and such a typical wow. draft pick from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You know, definitely, whatever you do, do not go out and get Jordan Love any offensive help. Yeah. Van Ness goes, and immediately wow. the people who do the film are like, "What? what is this? Mm-hmm. Van Ness, 13th overall? I mean, he's a nice player, but 13th when you need help on offense? Who's the kid tackling him? Like, get off the screen. I mean, you're trying to get FaceTime and see. Yeah.
3: And this, this kid's all over him in and, and, and the... Uh, how about the Carolina Draft Room? War Room, by the way. Can
4: you get more people in there? Well, I, cu- uh, I think I counted 25 people in some of the draft rooms.
3: <laughs> Who all- are you? What are you
4: doing? I know. Everybody's Things on like their Dallas phone. Too, right? Who are y'all talking to? Yeah,
3: right. And then the wide receivers. I mean, that's uh, not, to, but you had four in a row, which was historic. But you, we don't go till in Jig, but 20. <laughs> How yeah. about that? Yeah. I mean, that was a sweat if you bet him. The first wide receiver. It's like, holy. And then the run on him right after that.
4: More reaction on what took place last night. A lot to digest. And we'll ask you which team has the second highest power rating in the AFC. Follow the money on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
2: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: always follow the money. money.
7: That's what
1: I always say. You always follow the
3: money. Yeah, This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on vSEN.
4: Welcome in. Good to have you on board here, Mitch and Paul, live downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino here on VSIN. Spent most of the first hour talking about the NFL draft in round number one last night. We'll begin this hour talking NBA as VSIN's senior NBA betting analyst, Jonathan Von Doble, joins the program. Hey, JBT, what's cracking, man?
7: Nothing much, guys. You know, fun first round yesterday in the NFL draft. Can't wait to see where the the other two quarterbacks go and keep track of that. And I was kind of upset we only had to a uh, one NBA game last night, but it was a good one. So it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh,
4: but if he had the Hawks,
7: oh come on. Oh, how do you how do you not cover that game? It, it just to collapse the way that they did. I mean, good for Boston. Boston. I don't know if you guys have been tracking like from January on. Their crunch time numbers, right? These games yep. within five points and five or fewer minutes left to go had really started to represent what they were doing last year, and they were one of the worst clutch time teams last year, and that showed in the NBA Finals. So good for them for kind of turning things around, at least when it counted, winning that game and getting a cover. The opposite of what the the uh, Bucks were able to do. Yeah, and they're here the series against Miami, but good win for uh, for Boston, but it sucks for Hawks backers. He should have had that one.
3: Yep. they are so good shooting the three, and have so yep. many guys that can knock it down. But are we getting carried away here now? And certainly, yes, they got the break with Milwaukee. But a $3 series favorite against Philly and a minus 160 to win the conference.
7: So, I, I, Paul, I don't think we're actually getting too carried away, especially when it comes to the series price for Philly. I, I'm actually looking to kind of get in and, and lay a couple of games with Ooh, Boston, whether it be like right. one and a half or two and a half. I just I think the matchup is so bad for Philly, guys. If you look in the regular season, right, we know that they lost the first three games Philly did. They failed to cover the first three. And the only game that they won was the last of the regular season where Robert Williams, Jalen Brown were playing, and it took a 50-point game from Joel Embiid to actually win that thing by, I think, what, one or two points. It took everything possible. And if you look at the on-court matchups, you know, Philly sacrificed their defense a little bit to put Tyrese Maxey back in the starting lineup to then maximize their offense, and that really works especially when you're talking about you know taking on some of these you know teams that are maybe up against it defensively. But here's the thing, that offense didn't look particularly great against the Brooklyn Nets. And now you get Boston who's got a bunch of big-bodied wings who can switch multiple matchups. I think that's going to have a tough time against them. And on the flip side, we talked about it, right? You're sacrificing your defense when you're talking about your primary backcourt pieces taking on those offensive pieces in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you kind of run out of matchups to really effectively defend one of those two guys on top of Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, when he gets out there, Derek White. So I think from a matchup perspective, it really works in Boston's favor. And then of course, the obvious, which is at the very least, they have a body they can put on Joel Embiid and feel comfortable matching up with him one-on-one and Robert Williams, right? You don't need to be Brooklyn. You don't need to send doubles. You don't need to send triples. You You can worry about that and leave it alone. So I think when you look at Everything put together, the way the regular season played out, the way that these two teams match up with one another. And honestly, guys, the kind of apathetic way that Philly made their way through Brooklyn, like I get it, they swept them. But uh, some of those games where they looked a little less than enthused, especially those t- those tough starts near the end of the series, I, I think all of that kind of comes together for me looking to at least lay at least one and a half games at about a minus 125 price against them at the very least. Okay, right.
4: so, so lay one and a half, not two and a half. I'm seeing two and a half is plus 140.
7: Well, I I don't think so yet, but here's the thing. So Paul mentioned the price. This opened up minus 330, and it's you know it's it's getting a little bit cheaper by the day. So I'm going to sit back. If it gets to like plus
3: 155 or plus 150, Mitch, I'd be willing to put a little on it too. How about Sunday? Knicks a dollar fifty against Miami. How often does the five seed have home court here? The Garden's going to be rocking. But I, you know, there's a couple things here to look at, and I want your thoughts. You know, the Cavs could have been fugazi. I mean, how bad the Cavs were in that series against the Knicks, especially with two seven-footers. Robinson dominated on the boards. They were plus 30 offensive rebounding, and Mitchell had a horrendous uh, had a, a bad series. But I can also come back and say uh, this is not Budenholzer. This is Thibodeau. Yeah. So the Struces and the Vincents and these guys are not going to get wide-open looks from three.
7: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think so. We talked about this on, on the podcast the other day, right? So I, I went into the Cavaliers series, Paul, Thinking that the Knicks were the side, right? Because I thought they matched up very well. I thought one of the quiet negatives for the Cleveland Cavaliers was that they ended the regular season. I mean, you mentioned their front court; They have still ended the regular season 22nd in defensive rebounding. Yes. Right? Like, that's not really great for a team that has the size that they do up front. And so what happens? Well, the New York Knicks come in. They grab nearly 40% of their missed shots. So they dominate them yeah. in that area of the floor. And, and they go on and they win the series. So I was kind of surprised about the degree to which the Knicks won the series. But I think winning the series ultimately worked out for them because the matchups on the court worked out so well for them. So now we get here and against Miami. I think the one thing, just like that was hanging over the series before it started against Cleveland, is the health of Julius Randle. He, of course, aggravates the ankle injury in the close game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we don't know how healthy he's going to be going forward. When you're talking about this matchup now with Miami, if Randall cannot go, well, then all of a sudden you're talking about a big physical mismatch. Who in the world is guarding Jimmy Butler when you're talking about Randall not being available? Because every other matchup you're talking about, you're giving up some size to Jimmy Butler. And I thought that Miami went through that season, that series against Milwaukee with some ridiculous unsustainable shooting numbers, right? Like you're not shooting over 50% in contested threes again throughout the course of a series. You're not shooting 47% uh, from three overall over the course of a four or five game series. And you're not going to do that while generating the fewest amount of wide open three point attempts among any playoff team, which is exactly what they did against Milwaukee. However, if you don't have somebody to guard Jimmy Butler, well, everything can flow from there, right? And then you can get Bam Adebayo to bring Mitchell Robinson out a little bit more to help you out in terms of, you know, getting them off the offensive glass. Then you can start to work with Gabe Vincent and Max Bruce. I just think the series might be a little bit tighter than the market's indicating, even at like a minus 150 price, I find myself heavily leaning toward Miami. I haven't gone back because I'm going to go back and watch the games that they played in the regular season, and that's really going to kind of sway me in one direction. But at this point right now, I think that mismatch, excuse me, of Jimmy Butler, especially if Randall's not going to be available, could be enough to push Miami past the Knicks in a really tight series. All right.
4: Have you bet the Suns-Nuggets series at all yet? Mm -hmm. Uh,
7: Not yet. I'm waiting. I'm going to bet the Nuggets, though. I'll tell you that much. I want to see where the market's going to go here. I just, guys, and I could be obviously completely wrong about this, But when you watch that series against Los Angeles Clippers and you're talking about the last four games of that series for the Phoenix Suns, defensive ratings of 120, 120 120.4, 129 against a late uh, Clippers team that didn't have Kawhi Leonard on the floor, like that's, I think, troubling for me. And when you're talking about the rest of the team for Denver, and like those role players, I mean, there was no Jamal Murray for the Los Angeles Clippers. You could you could compare it, I guess, to Russell Westbrook, who averaged in fantastic numbers down the stretch of that series. But Jamal Murray's in fantastic playoff form. They don't really have anybody to sick on him defensively. So I think that's going to cause a lot of problems. And Nikola Jokic, I would favor in a matchup with DeAndre Ayton. And you look at it, guys. One of the things I think that really worries you about Phoenix is, Look at the minutes load for Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in that series. As you move forward in the postseason, that's going to wear on you. The fact that Kevin Durant had to play over 40 minutes, nearly 40 minutes for Devin Booker in a closeout game against the Clippers, who did not have Kawhi Leonard, that's a very big problem for them. They're extremely thin. It's one of the things we talked about. And you can get past the the Clippers team without their best player and their second best player for the entirety of the series. And that works for you. But at the same time, now you're talking about taking on Denver, who's a little bit deeper than them, who's got more lineup configurations to throw at you, who has home court advantage. I think when you're talking about all this, I came into this postseason thinking the Suns were like a little overvalued. That's why I had the Clippers plus two and a half games. I had them doing a series a little bit. Kawhi Leonard's injury threw that out the window. But even watching that series, I don't find any reason to come off of my priors that I I think the Suns are being overvalued by the betting market. It's
3: the schedule too. I mean, with the exception of game two, game three, with the gap there, every it's every other night. Yeah. And if you're playing 40 minutes and at, with no depth, that could come back to get them. Uh, what do you think tonight? Golden State laying seven. Can they finish off the Kings? And the Grizzlies cannot win a road game when they're underdogs. Right.
7: Yeah, the, uh, the stat that I know that you guys and everybody else talked about, 0-18 straight up, 2-16 against the spread as yep. a uh, road underdog for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, so I've got some future implications for both of these. i got a series bet on the Los Angeles Lakers, and I've got some pretty good Western Conference numbers on, on the Golden State Warriors, so I'll be pulling for both of those. But I think for both, Paul, like, so for Memphis and L.A., I think going under is the way to go. I did bet a little at under 219 for this game. I think we're at like 218 and a half right now for the uh, consensus market. Uh, when you look at this, You know, the the pace has been fine. We're averaging like 99 uh, possessions per game. And both teams are actually running quite a bit. The transition has been up there in the top 10, both of them in the playoffs in terms of transition frequency on offense. But they haven't been efficient. And like this kind of speaks to these two teams matching up with each other somewhat well defensively. Like they can guard each other very well. And both are very inconsistent shooting teams, right? I mean, the Lakers they shot like 36% from three when they came into the postseason with their new lineup, and they didn't really take a lot. So you kind of figured they'd be hit or miss. And the Grizzlies were a mid-20s shooting team. And even with Luke Kennard back, you're still pretty hit or miss because everybody else outside of him and Desmond Bain aren't consistent shooters. Mm-hmm. So now you take that on the road for the Grizzlies. And I think you expect, as we've seen, role players take a step back when you're talking about going on the road. And if we're expecting kind of the similar outcome that we've seen in terms of these games, I think you're going to get this to be a little bit more half-court oriented, especially as you get down the stretch. If the Grizzlies are in a tight game, they want to slow that thing down because each possession is going to matter. And I think this thing's going to be a good bet under. So again, I bet under 219. I think that's where the market's headed. But that's what I thought for that. And I have to say, too, for the other game, one of the things that I got to come around more on is like situations and spots, right? Like Memphis was a really good situation. You're on the brink of elimination. You come back home, take care of business against Grizzlies. I don't think we should underestimate this situation for the Golden State Warriors. Coming back home, exercising the road demons. Now you get to eliminate the Sacramento Kings and their injured point guard in front of your home fans where you've been very, very good throughout the entire regular season and did well in the postseason, those two games against Sacramento. I think this is one where if you want to come in and bet the Warriors are the first half or for the game, I wouldn't say no to it because I think it's going to be a pretty charged spot and I think the Kings are going to be on their way out because De'Aaron Fox did not look healthy down the stretch of that game. Missing a lot of shots. His efficiency was off. And I think that makes a massive difference. All right.
4: So you think both home teams win tonight or are you a little sketchy here in the Lakers?
7: Uh, I, I think that ball should win. I, I would be like, okay. if you're asking me for the actual prediction, I'd say yes. Now I'm in the other one. They better win the Lakers. Cause I got this, I got, a, I got this series thing that I want to get home. But uh, especially when you had a three, one lead and now you're back at home to close this thing out. You're like, you should not lose this and force a game seven. Oh, JVT. Yeah. They, they do not want to lose nope. this game tonight. No, no, they do they, 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 not.
4: They're not. <laughs> I, I don't like our chance I, at all to go back to Memphis and win a game seven.
7: No, not at all. I mean, and like trust me, it's not, you know, you're not a team like the Warriors. Like you you can't go out there, you know, dance to whoop that trick after you get blown out, then come back home and close it out with confidence. Like they they played you really tight in your last home game in LA. It took LeBron taking over at the end of regulation and at overtime for you to barely get out of that game. So you need to grab this one because back in Memphis, I don't like their chances at
4: all. Yep. Same here. All right, pal. Uh good luck tonight. Enjoy the games yeah good to talk to you guys thanks for having me thank you follow him on twitter he is at me jvt podcast is called hardwood handicappers does an excellent job throughout the entire nba season and he writes daily stories on the games in the nba at vison.com we'll get more into the games coming up next the player props his three pointers tonight four and a half man is that a big number
7: Last night, wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some.
3: NBA props in the playoffs. How many series will go seven games in the first round? Cash under two and a half? That was minus 180. Well, we have one game seven. You know, the prop before the playoffs also was four and a half total game sevens in the NBA. That's in a lot of trouble. Celtics five and a half up to seven. Somehow covered the game against Atlanta. First-round games to go to overtime in the NHL playoffs nine and a half. The over cash is there. First-round sweeps under one and a half minus two sixty. No good. Now that was good as well. Uh, obviously, uh, the shortest series was Vegas and five. Lightning, Maple Leafs, goal in the first ten and first period over. A combined ten and zero so far. Every game, it got there. Vegas in five, plus 440. Vegas Jets under five and a half games, plus 170. Premier League yesterday, Man U, Tottenham plus 270 draw. Cubs plus 150. Marlins plus 155. Pirates plus 140. All winners in baseball. Some draft tidbits and props. Kincaid first tight end to go, plus 150. Jackson Smith and Jigba first wide receiver to go, got up to minus 320. He opened 11 and a half. And then was steamed up to 12.5 as well. So over 12 12.5 minus $3. He goes 20th. Yesterday at DraftKings, Young, Stroud, Anderson, 1, 2, 3, was 10 to 1. Carter to go 9, 6 to 1. Wilson to go 7, 3 to 1. Witherspoon to go top 5, 5 to 1. Witherspoon to go 5, 33 to 1. Richardson to go 4, was 5 to 1. Wright to be drafted at number 10, 18 to 1. No one can figure that pick out. Two days ago, Stroud to go second was four to one. He closed minus twenty-five hundred at DraftKings and minus four thousand at BetMGM. Johnson under nine and a half got to three dollars. That was a winner. Tight ends under two two and a half plus two eighty-five at DraftKings. And Levis over four and a half as high as plus three eighty-five. One of the greatest mysteries of what, what that that's doesn't make any sense respected guys, and these analysts all had him going early. He doesn't even go in the first round. Subscribe, be part of the team. Beeson.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and these videos. This incredible dog with the serious ups and hops. We've seen something similar to this before. And this one with the, the toy at the top of the stick. He gets the running start, jumps on the owner's back, climbs up the wall two or three steps, uses the wall to scale and jump and leverage, and comes up and gets it—almost gets it—and then jumps into the owner's arms.
4: Probably about 20 feet, as you said earlier. I like wow. the, like the full scale of the wall. He, he yeah. didn't just like bounce off of it with his right. feet. He keeps going up, he climbs right. it a little bit.
3: Excellent point. Huskies are very smart, and this is great video with the sound up, where the owner is tapping. He's out cold, he's sleeping on the floor. Taps the microwave, nothing. Taps the the pot on the stove, nothing. That's the bowl, the food bowl. Oh, that's oh, okay, mean. there you go. Oh, okay, time to eat. Here we go. Ah, that is a good looking dog. You. Yeah, comes right over. Comes right mm. over. He
4: knows what that means. Yep. That is excellent. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, nothing. That Still mean, nothing? Okay, so no? you you've told us before that you've spoiled the daylights out of uh, Jordan oh well, so every time really. the refrigerator opens and yeah, yeah okay so it's that but what about yeah, like when yeah. you get like uh he loses his mind when a, i get the bowl open. a bag of treats oh, or like it. a bag of, whatever i mean they, as soon as they right hear the, like, like, comes right up yeah
3: yep he also knows when i'm ordering food and then when the delivery guy on comes yep or you call I call, I call call okay but if i'm ordering food he knows what's going on and then when the when when they call to say i'm at the gate I'm here. That's what he More knows. Or when the if the doorbell rings, forget about well, it. Well, yeah. But even he knows when it's like, okay, yeah, I'll be right. He knows when the when the delivery driver says I'm at the gate, I'm here. Like, he knows. Okay. It's incredible, and he and he jumps all over you. Lose some. Carter under that's another good thing that Matt Humans was brought up off air. The Carter prop. I mean, you could have grabbed uh, under six and a half plus three sixty, that that was available, and he goes ninth. Mm-hmm. Wild the last 48 hours. Right here at circa, right over ten and a half, got to minus seven fifty. And other books had him fifteen and a half. He goes ten. That's a juicy return. Yep. Brad Powers, I think, laid four thirty with that. One of four losers he had laying higher than four dollars.
4: I I actually thought about it for a minute, laying four dollars with it, but I uh uh-huh. I'm glad I did.
3: Yeah. Don't trust cats, sneaky, instigators, woody woodpeckers. Here's a little evidence. Dog's just minding his own business, probably watching TV, hanging out. Calm like a bomb. You got the cat eyeing him, give him the stink eye, evil eye, and here he comes with the left, right? Putting the left out there. He's like, what are you up to? Well, what's your problem, right? He comes in, he just taps the dog. And I'm not to bad enough, he almost grabs him. He almost got him. He does <laughs> not get off. And the cat goes running away, yeah? Scaredy cat. Absolutely. Get out of my life. Couple bad beats, some vicious beats. Braves Marlins. Braves and under. 4 nothing at in the ninth, they blow it. So Braves and Under becomes Marlins and over with a five spot in the ninth. Are you serious? Much like the Mets, who had a comfortable lead and they gave up a grand slam and they blow it, rallied to win with two in the bottom of the eighth. But if you had like Mets run line and all this, I mean they, they come in. The reliever comes and I believe goes hit by pitch, hit by pitch, hit by pitch. Then there's a grand slam in there, and that's a Hounds breakfast. Pirates-Dodgers over 8-8.5. Eight, 6-2 eight final. How about 3-2 in the first inning?
4: And the Hawks plus 7. Tied with I was 4. say, how about you break out the Pirates for a second?
3: Yeah. And tied with 4 minutes left. Atlanta even led late. Yeah. And the Celtics made all the plays down the stretch and won by 8. A lot to bet on the next 30 days. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Vison only nine ninety-nine. Daily baseball, best bets, NBA, NHL playoffs, six elimination games tonight, and the Kentucky Derby. Every play, every host, every guest, check out the betting splits, the VEASAN Experts Leaderboard. Sign up now only, 999veason.com, slash subscribe. There you go.
4: Getting feedback from somebody right now, I have to bring it up on the air. I'm not going to say his name, because I never asked him if I could say this, so I won't say his name, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. He's telling me that he grinds up an entire lemon every morning. Big straw, peel, seeds, everything. Puts it with apple cider vinegar, parsley, wheatgrass powder, sparkling water. And I'm asking him in the blender, that's the drink. Is it good or is it for health reasons? He said he he slams it within 10 minutes of waking up. It's strictly health. This is a Dave Malinsky thing. It's a super sharp sports better who's telling me this. Sets the stomach up properly for the day. Coffee 30 minutes later. After oh, that, God. nothing for six hours. I oh. eat the first meal around 1230. Oh, God. No fun. Oh, wow. Well, it's not for fun. It's for health. Uh, yeah, but that's... And yeah. so if you want to actually well, be on, on you the... Can, um, you can hit walk, walk. in the dog, get hit by a car, you know? <laughs> did, by the way, but, did, did you see these photos of Will Levis with the banana? I watched the video. He eats the whole thing. Yeah, and here, cause He's eating like an apple. Yeah, here's the photo.
3: Like, it's... Yeah, he's biting the whole thing. It's the a whole joke. thing. Yeah, it's yeah, and then the the worse is... The, "I get it's vomit-inducing with the mayonnaise." He just sits there and just squirts the mayo into the coffee. It's
4: yeah. I, it, mean, it, I, I look. I mean, I I probably have four hundred milligrams of caffeine running through my veins right now. I love coffee. I can't get enough of it. The idea of mayonnaise, I'm oh, looking at. I'm looking well, at you it right now. I can't stand
3: mayo to begin with.
4: I, I don't. I, mean, right. I, I can't. I mean, get it away from me. I want it on nothing. Would you ever have it
3: on a French fry?
4: No. No. God, no. The the people I refuse to go to restaurants who by default put mayonnaise on their burgers. Yeah, California burgers. Get that odd, put it right in the trash. Your uh, your buddy sounds a lot
3: like did you did, I love the movie American Psycho. Christian oh, God, Bale's who unbelievable. Did it? Well, how about remember the routine early in the movie? The routine yeah, he goes he, through? Lewis, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well all the stuff he goes through and making the drink and making the, oh, yeah. the shake and then putting the stuff on his face and like <laughs> Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out the door. I'm out the door. I have a graham cracker, a bagel and uh, and Coke, the soda. Uh, and I am I call it good. But that's, you know, health,
4: well, you know, living. Now, living what is around, that? What is that ex- supposed to mean? Exercise. What's that? Huh? So sure. The last it's time you over. didn't eat uh, in a single day, you didn't uh, eat from a fast food restaurant.
3: huh. was when? Oh, the other day. You get the turkey sandwich easy. Well, I haven't cooked since 97. So well, what do you just do? give me the turkey sandwich? Where did the turkey sandwich come from? I went to the grocery store. You did. That's oh my Once God. in a while, well, yeah, a it's, I'm in and out though. I just pick up. I love the turkey. You get the, love the bread, a turkey, the turkey sand- and you go home. Turkey sandwich and Ruffles, love it. I'd eat it every day. It's awesome,
4: with mayonnaise, with mayo, not a lot, but some. A little you, cheese. You, not a mustard guy. A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got I got a sandwich yesterday. Hey, how do you get hey. your hot dog? By the way, what do you? Because they look at me when I go to Coney Island. I go, give me the hot dog, plain Jane.
3: Oh, the. the maybe a little relish, but I mean. Who eats a plain hot dog? I do. A lot of people. Yeah, you, you're... you I'm, I'm not in Chicago. You're nut job. If I go Chicago, drag it through the garden, but I'm not you have in to. Chicago. yeah.
4: Got to have the pot. What is Nathan's, it,
3: I go, Nathan's, you don't eat anything on a Nathan's hot dog. It's so dry though, Paul. No, come you on. You choke on that Cut thing. No, you're good. You know, I had an incident at Costco one time. I, I liked them so much, I, I ate I, it right I, away. I burned my mouth and I had nothing to wash it down. I couldn't eat for like three
4: days. I, I got to be mouth. honest, uh, the Costco hot dog... Pretty good. Damn right it is. A buck fifty. The Sam's is soda? Damn right. It Nothing is. wrong with that. That's for damn sure. Uh, Mike Palm will join us next. How they did booking the draft here at Circa, and he had a major problem with the team in the top ten.
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code VSEN. It's that easy. VSEN, when you sign up.
4: Mike Palm joins the program now, VP of Circus Sports here in downtown Las Vegas and beyond. They're in uh, other states as well, Colorado being one of them where they can book the NFL draft. Uh, Mike, take us through this last night. First of all, good morning. Thanks for popping on here early on a Friday. Uh, Did it start off okay, the way it was going with the position props? Stroud going number two overall. Take us through how it started off last night with the draft and how you guys were booking it. Well,
6: it started great because Stroud was, the absolute best result for number two, which, you know, closing 24 hours before the first round starts served benefit there, right? When when all the movement was laid on him for two. So uh, we, that was the best result for two. Plus, we pick up uh, another five dimes on uh, Stroud over Levis. Uh, they bet Levis to go before Stroud. Will Anderson was great at number three, under three and a half was terrific for us. So what, when I, When I talked to you last night, Uh, I didn't read this right on the board, but Anthony Richardson was a bad result at four because they bet him under four and a half. So really after the first, when we got through number four, we were only a small winner because he took away most of the win uh, off of Stroud at two. And then we kind of just jinked along, made small winners on five on six, seven was decent. Bijan Robinson, remember, uh, was steamed over 12 and a half came back a little bit on, uh, on Wednesday, but still made a a winner to that going at eight. Strange pick. Howard Eskin said they're dumb, but not that dumb. Well, they are that dumb. Um, Carter at nine was a small loser. Then, Then we get down to, you know, kind of pushes in that range. A bad result for us was Christian Gonzalez going at 17. We had him at eight and a half. They bet it over. And then the receivers were bad, four in a row receivers. We lose to... Jackson and Jigba, We lose huge to Quentin Johnson. They pounded him under 26 and a half. I think that was our second biggest loser of oh. any single bet behind Richardson was with, with Quentin Johnson. Small winner to Zay Flowers, another loser uh, to Jordan. And then uh, kind of a this kind of a, a bad beat. It wasn't a huge amount. It was under 5,000. But this, this move where Buffalo uh, jumped Dallas and then take Dalton Kincaid, who they bet under 25 and a half at 25th stung a little bit. Yeah, that I told you we were way off. Yeah. You think you're going to win there because Dallas is not going to take a tight end. And then they flip flop.
4: Okay. but um, so, well, what about Darnell, right? He got, he, yes. you guys had him 10 and a half. And he got as high as minus seven fifty to the over and he went 10th last night.
6: Yeah. Darnell right to us was, but only a small winner, 2,800. Uh, not, not huge, not significant. Um, I told you we were way off on Miles Murphy. We yes. opened him thirteen and a half, closed him eighteen and a half. So that was a that was a loser at, at twenty eight. Breeze was also a loser at twenty nine. Um, we lose to the quarterbacks under four and a half. That was a loser. Um, uh, and we lose to Paris Johnson getting uh, yeah. drafted before Skronsky. So it, it, it ended up being a loser. It started out promising, you know. We started out like plus twenty five thousand and end up losing that, uh, about that amount.
3: Oh, that was surpri- I'm surprised you the, the quarterback prop got you because remember you had to take it off, take it down yesterday, and that's when the <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 two, days, yeah, two days. Thank you. But the, the movement started yesterday, right? Because last week you saw it as high as like one eighty to go over, right? And and then you saw all the activity as well. What do you think of, of the Levis deal? To, to think he's going, everyone has him top 10, certainly right. top five, uh, and he doesn't even go. And now who knows what happens today?
6: Right. Well, how about the Reddit story and the steam on one and all this? And yep. then, you know, even yesterday, Michael Lombardi was talking about him going to the uh, people to Houston, and then he just absolutely plummeted. I, I found it hard to believe he wouldn't go at all in the first round. I mean, you know, once you got by five uh, or four, you could even argue, you know, he, he thought he would go in the teens, but, uh, it was sort of sad This, you know, they kept focusing on him and his family waiting and waiting and
3: waiting and waiting. Yep. Yep. And as human said, a trusted source said 0% chance Houston takes Stroud and you saw what happened. Uh, your thoughts on the bears <laughs> and the lions?
6: Well, come on with the bears, you know, to me, before they made the trade, when they were at number one, you know, and, They don't want a quarterback. They set on their quarterback. They talked about taking Jalen Carter at one if they stayed at one. They make the trade with Carolina, and he's available at nine, and you don't take him. And I hear that they flip-flop with the Eagles, and I'm thinking, well, what did they get from the Eagles? Did they get a second? (laughs) Did they get two seconds? Did they get a second and a third? And it pops up on the screen. They got a fourth? They gave up Jalen Carter for a fourth, the guy they were going to take at number one? one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in a draft.
4: can not believe it, Mike. Yep.
6: A four? Ludicrous. And then the Lions said, hold my beer. Yeah. I mean, Gibbs. <laughs> they could have got Gibbs on Saturday. I mean, what did they do? They had five picks. They could have got him on their second pick. They could have got him on their third pick. I, I don't know. And then they take Campbell. I mean, they got. what, did they got two sacks. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing. They had all this draft capital... Locked up. I mean, you, maybe me. You're not going to do what Jimmy Johnson did when he when they made the trade with Minnesota and got all those picks and you know hit a home run on every one. But can you whiff on every one of them? They're off to a good
4: start. Mike, I, never say never, but I'm going to sit here and tell you that there's no way that Gibbs was going to be gone at 18. You could have had the guy at 18 That's without true. any doubt in my mind.
6: I think you could have had him in the late 20s. Yeah, probably. I I, 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 You're 100 percent on 18, though. They absolutely did not have to, if they wanted him, they could have waited for 18 easily.
3: Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts tonight in the NHL playoffs with four games and how many game sevens we could see?
6: Well, let's start out with last night just a bit. Yep. You know, maybe you should put some cons, my ticket, can you get some cons, my tickets in on, on, on Schmidt? I mean, this is an incredible story. If they it can is. make a run to the final, I mean, the, the rain, he just doesn't move. He doesn't. He doesn't move at all, and they couldn't get anything past him, which is the antithesis of Samsonov. If I'm Toronto, I think about making a goalie change. He looks. Ve- I know they they only give up three, but he looked terrible, very skitterish in net last night. Uh, he did not look confident at all. I I, I don't know if you go to old or what, but he, I have no confidence in him uh, right now at all. Now on to tonight. I mean, tonight's one of the best nights in recent memory with all these these games six. I think the Islanders are still very live in this series. If you're the Bruins, you don't want to have to face a game seven and all the pressure of a disappointment at home and getting knocked out in the first round. Um, Stars might be in a spot where they can steal it from Minnesota. Minnesota started asking a lot of questions right now. They got to stay out of the box. Yep. And then uh, the game I'm probably most looking forward to is can the Kraken really do this. They go home with that rabid crowd They've scored the first goal in all five games, and if they get one tonight, a lot of pressure on the defending champ.
3: Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, tell people about the good news and what you think is going to happen with Circa in Illinois.
6: So we got approved uh, yesterday by the Illinois Gaming Board, a unanimous vote forward to nothing for our license to be a sports uh, betting provider uh, in conjunction with American Place in Waukegan. We're going through the process of getting our software license and targeting in August opening. Now they're operating in a temporary facility and a huge tent there while they build their, their massive uh, casino and hotel, which will open in about three years. Uh, and when that happens, uh, we'll have a sports book similar to the one size one we have here in downtown Las Vegas that you're sitting in front of right now. So Beautiful. we're very excited about that uh-huh. targeting August to be uh, and, and also would be huge to get, to get operating by August to get all the entries for, uh, survivor in millions out of illinois right there
3: no qu- yes what grade do you give the costco hot dog
6: yeah, very underrated you know i'd give it what you give me every week probably a minus for the price you can't beat it i mean my wife finds excuses that we need one or two items at costco really she just want to get the hot dog we never walk out of the place without ordering three plus hot dogs for a buck fifty and a soda how can you beat it
4: can't Vantage point. I've gone out of my way to have lunch there twice. Sure, you should. Yeah. Sure, you should. But mm-hmm. the fast food prices That's are not I, I go for yeah. nothing else because uh-huh. you can trip and spend 300 bucks at Costco without even trying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've, go, oh. I've taken people. Like, let's go try the hot dog. You want a slice of pizza? Or it's the right pizza, here. Come right on. Right let's on. go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. It's just, it's worth it just for the gas and the hot dog. By the way, real quickly, in sure. closing, still seats open for Greg Maddox security poker tournament Sunday night. Baller Dream, $1,500 buy in. Um, you can go to ballerdream.org uh, to purchase your seat, play with Greg Maddux, uh Raleigh Fingers, Roger Clemens, Goose Scott, the list go on and on and on and on. Our own Sean King, I know a lot of people in Louisiana and Arizona will be pulling for him as well on Sunday night.
3: Sounds good. All right. You got it. Great job, friend. Thanks, pal. Thanks, guys. I retweeted that as well, if you didn't catch that. But uh, if you want more information on the poker tournament, at Paulie Howard uh, as well. And that Circa tweeted as uh, well with all the particulars about Sunday. Okay. Uh, how about the chicken bake?
4: Another good item they have. I've never had it. No, really. I, I can't get my mind off the hot dog or the uh, the pizza. <laughs> uh huh. I just every, its automatic every single He's time. He's right though. It's like 1987. I get the. Uh, you know, the hot masters. dog. And it's... I put on the green jacket every time I go to Costco. <laughs> Up next, uh, in pocket no place, kids. right. I got a takeaway for Otani the next time he takes the mound. And boy, what what? Shame on a sports book in Las Vegas this morning for what they just did.